It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the Magic's games so far are starting to rhyme. So let's figure out the meter. Let's figure out the pacing. Let's figure out the rhyme scheme. Okay, that's, that, that, that's taking that metaphor way too far. The Magic lack pace. They lack control. They lack a point guard. And until then, the losses may very well continue. It's time for another edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 25th, 2022. My name is Phil Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to 0-4 for the first time since the 2014-2015 season. And while there's a lot to be positive about, there's one big glaring weakness that this team just can't seem to solve. We'll talk about that, break down the game, and look ahead as well today on today's episode. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. When it comes to the Orlando Magic's 115-102 loss to the New York Knicks, um, there are a lot of elements that were new. Um, the Magic, for the first time, got beat by more than 10 points. For the first time... We're not in the game in the fourth quarter. And, and for the first time, really looked like they were just getting outplayed. Um, give all the credit. To, uh, I say this after every loss, but this really felt like the first. Yeah, the Celtics. The Celtics won that game too. But this was kind of the first game against a non-elite opponent where it wasn't the Magic's own mistakes beating them. They they got beat. And again, all credit to Detroit Pistons, Atlanta Hawks. They won those games. I'm not, I'm not, don't take that the wrong way. Don't take that as a slight. But the Magic in those games, and, and even in the Boston game, did things to beat themselves. And, and, and if they could just fine-tune and, 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 and straighten up some things, um, they could have very easily won those games. This game, they just got absolutely beat. They got beat to offensive rebounds. They got beat down the floor. They, they, they got beat up pretty bad. We'll get to positives at the end because I'm an optimistic person, but this game felt like kind of the crater of all the problems that circled the team through its first three games. The inconsistent defense is absolutely a major concern, but 
one of the bigger issues that this team faces is something simple. Because, you know, honestly, when it comes to defense, the way this league is now, defense is just being able to stop your opponent enough. Um, and, and look, the Magic still did good things defensively. New York shot 11 for 37 from beyond the arc. They scored only 19 points in the fourth quarter. Orlando gave themselves a chance to climb back into this thing. They had a bad offensive third quarter. They had a bad offensive fourth quarter. They scored 43 points, give up 50. Those seven points are why they lost. Um, that's 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 why they lost this game. And so, you know, teams are going to score in this league, but you got to be able to get enough stops and you got to be able to score enough to win. And, and so... I look at this team's defense, and yes, there are a lot of problems and, and, and something that shouldn't be a problem. But this team's problem is its offense. It's always its offense. And it's not the Magic's ability to score, because they're scoring plenty for the most part. It's the ability to find pace and composure. I said this about the game against the Celtics. I, I, I'll say this game about the game against the Knicks. It always felt like the Knicks were in control. It always felt like the Knicks were a step ahead. It always felt like the Knicks were in command of the game. And frankly, the, the reason for that is a simple, intangible one. They got Jalen Brunson. They've got Emmanuel Quickly. They've got Derrick Rose. I don't care that Quickly didn't score and that Rose only had three points. Jalen Brunson torched the Magic once again, 21 points, 8 for 16 shooting. But... That's not why this team was level. It's because they have point guards. Like, seriously. They have organizers. They have guys who can control the pace of a game, who aren't going to get sped up by a bunch of rush shots, by a bunch of bad shots. The worst moments for the Magic, when the Magic gave up the, the lead or, or let go of the rope a little bit because they were giving up offensive rebounds in the first quarter. They were giving up offensive rebounds in the third quarter, but they were able to kind of steady the ship. Where they got in trouble was when they tried to match shot for shot, pace for pace with the Knicks. When they were playing at the Knicks' pace. And whether they were making shots or not, the Knicks were in control. And eventually, the Magic were going to slip up because they weren't playing their game. Take the end of the first quarter. The Magic were in the game. It was relatively tight. The Knicks bench, which is very, very good, um, did not play well in this game. Only 13, 20, 27 points, which is good. But, you know, the Magic were right there. 28 points off the bench for the Magic, including 19 from Bull Bull. This game wasn't lost because the Knicks had a better bench. This game was lost because their bench played with more poise and control. This game was lost because... When the Knicks started speeding the game up and started getting some baskets late in the first quarter, the Magic tried to match them. The Magic tried to play that game too, and especially without a point guard right now. With Franz Wagner essentially being the backup point guard, that got everyone rushed. Even, frankly, with Cole Anthony, who isn't really a natural point, you know, he's played point guard all his life because of his size, and he's a better organizer than anyone else this team has. They were playing sped up, and you could see it. So all of a sudden, a, a deficit that was sitting at two, three points for most of the quarter turned into eight. And all of a sudden, yes, the Magic were able to work their way back. Yes, the Magic were able to eventually take the lead in the third quarter. 
Um, but they gave that up too by the same reason. The Knicks sped things up. They got they, the Magic missed some shots. The Knicks got some rebounds. They got out in transition. Orlando was taking the ball out of the basket, but still trying to match New York's pace. And they started missing a bunch of these quick shots. It, it's, this was the Magic's worst game. I mean, the score would say this too, but this was the Magic's worst game of the season by far. They totaled only 14 assists on 36 field goal makes, which again, says how good this team could be offensively in so many ways. But the ball was stagnant. It wasn't moving. They were settling for three-pointers. Again, they struggled to shoot from 3-7 for 35. I, I think 35 is probably the right number of attempts. And the Magic missed a ton of open shots. Chuma Okeke had five missed three-pointers. Missed all five as three-pointers. Frankly, all of them looked like good looks. This team has to hit shots. Um, if this team suddenly hits shots, all these conversations change. But right now, it just feels like the Magic are climbing uphill. It just feels like the Magic are, you know, have someone's hand on their head and they're just swinging around wildly. And it, it, again, it's not that there's bad things. You know, I, I see a lot of people questioning Jamal Mosley, and an 0-4 start is really frustrating. And, and, and this team doesn't deserve to be 0-4 with the way they played. They deserve to lose Monday night for sure, but the other games, they've played well enough to win. And they've generally played well enough to win. And they're doing a lot of good things. And we'll get into Paolo, but Paolo kept this kept the magic in this game almost single-handedly. The magic are doing lots of good things, but they can't tie it all together. And so much of that is this missing piece. It, it's it's Markel Fultz. It's, it's a point guard that could settle the team down. That when the team is struggling to get a basket, could slow the pace down, but still play their game, still play their style. The offense does good things, but so many of those offensive principles are being lost right now. Uh, when they're not in transition, when they're not like getting stops, those offensive principles are, are getting lost. We're not seeing the team play with the same pace. There's there's a little uncertainty with where players are supposed to be and how they're supposed to initiate actions. And you can see that pace slow down. I, I cannot tell you how many times I'm watching a game. The shot clock will be at 15, 14 seconds, and they won't have started their offense, and I'll be just snapping my fingers like, go, you gotta go. You gotta get this thing moving. I mean, Sure. Dump the ball to Paolo 25 times again. Let's just let him ISO. We know he can do it. But that's not going to win basketball in the end of, at the end of the day. A few plays like that, sure. But this Magic team needs an organizer. They need someone to calm them down. They need to get everyone in the right roles. Frankly, let's just say, it what, it, say what it is. The Magic need Markel Fultz right now. Or someone like him. To help turn this thing around. Unfortunately, you have the players you have right now. You can't worry about injured players, and Jamal Mosley has a lot to figure out. And yes, I think rightly is getting criticized some for his rotation decisions. We'll dive into some of that. We'll talk a little bit about a box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at LinkedIn. These days, Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
All you have to do is add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Finding the right teammate, I can tell you, is so important to having the right team. And LinkedIn, of course, is the largest professional social network there is with pretty much everyone I know, at least, putting their resumes on there for you to see. And you can see what people's networks look like as well. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on the Locked On NBA feed, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall 115-102. to 102. We'll get into some of the secondary issues, some positive things, um, as, as we, we got to feel a little bit good about where this team is at. I'm, I'm an optimist, so i gotta, I got I to gotta sprinkle some, some positivity in there. Um, but let's, let's dive into the box score here. Um, Paolo Bancaro, 21 points, 6 for 13, shooting 9 for 11 from the foul line, 11 free throw attempts. That's just awesome. Um, look, guys, uh, he's good. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, the three-point shooting is definitely still not there for him. Um, I, I think there are times where he settles for threes. I think we're going to start seeing defenses start to sag off him, um, try and tempt him into taking kind of standstill mid-range jumpers as he tries to figure out how to attack or whether to attack a, a loaded paint. Um, teams are not going to respect the Magic shooting until they prove to them otherwise. So, There'll be a game like Saturday night where the Magic make like 17 or 35 threes or, or, or something like that, and they're going to win that game running away because they do a lot of other things well. There's just there's there's two pieces missing. It's the shooting and it's the the kind of organization kind of stability piece that's that, that's missing, and those are really really big pieces. Obviously, that's why the Magic are 0 4. But um, Paolo Bancaro just continues to deliver. Uh, the Magic are going to keep giving him shots. They're going to keep looking for him. He's going to keep finding ways to contribute. Um, you know, you don't need to dump the ball to him for him to be effective. He's great in transition. Uh, he he just he makes things happen. And, and when the Magic do need a basket, they turn to him and let him get to the foul line. He's so good at getting to the foul line. Again, 11 free throw attempts. When was the last time the Magic had a perimeter player shoot 11 free throw attempts? Looking just at his overall average, he's, I don't know exactly what he's averaging, but um, the Magic have not had someone who is as capable of getting to the foul line as Paolo Bancaro probably 
I mean, since Dwight Howard, but probably since Tracy McGrady. And, and I'm, I maybe Steve, maybe Steve Francis said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do some research on free throws if this if this trend continues. But um, this, look, the Magic do not stay in this game with their shooting percentage. 41.9% from floor, 20% from deep. The Magic do not stay in this game without getting to the foul line 27 times, without Paolo getting to the line 11 times. I cannot tell you what a boost this is to the offense. There's periods after every single one of those those words. Um, The Magic have been one of the worst offenses in the league over the last decade. One of the reasons is they've been one of the worst teams at getting to the foul line the last decade. If that is starting to change, the Magic's offense is going to get better prima facie, just on its face. Um, It... The Magic are doing good things. Like, I, I'm, I'm serious about this. And Paolo Bancaro is the best thing the Magic are doing. He is just so good, so smooth. He does not back down from anyone. He's capable of scoring on anyone right now. Um, I saw Chris Chris Manning, uh, a Cleveland Cavaliers blogger, um, say he's looking forward to seeing Paolo Bancaro play Evan Mobley on Wednesday. I am too. That's going to be a fun and fascinating matchup, um, if that is the matchup that indeed happens. Other notable scores, Wendell Carter, 17 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 2 for 5 from 3-point line, 11 rebounds. Um, honestly, like I'll say this, I've been kind of underwhelmed by Wendell Carter's performances this year. Um, I think I had, I had a major question entering the season about whether Wendell Carter would be able to kind of hold up um, without Mo Bamba next to him. And I thought that he would be able to. And I think I think he will figure it out. I think generally he has. But having said that, the Magic are giving up a ton of offensive rebounds. So they gave up 18 offensive rebounds in this game. And that's not all on Wendell Carter. Because Wendell Carter had to step up and kind of defend the paint a little bit with all the breakdowns on the perimeter. That left Mitchell Robinson open. He had five offensive rebounds. That left Julius Randle open. He had four offensive rebounds. That left Isaiah Hartenstein when when Mobamba was in. That that was that he had four offensive rebounds. The Magic are giving up offensive rebounds because they're getting outworked, but they're giving up offensive rebounds because their centers aren't able to position themselves to box out big men. Wendell Carter, Bo Bamba, Bull Bull, Paolo Bancaro, they've all had to step up to stop dribble penetration, and they have not been able to get back in the box out position, or they've had to commit to challenging shots that gives up offensive rebounds on the back end. So much of this is connected to the guards. Um, and they're relatively poor defense, uh, to be to be perfectly honest. Um, so, again, this is something that needs to be cleaned up. The Magic have to be better with their perimeter defense. They have to be smarter with their switching. They did some some silly switches that I I, I just don't agree with. Um, there's there's still uh, unfortunately like let's just get it let's just get into the rotation stuff now. To me, it feels like Jamal Mosley is still running this team like it's the preseason. Or at least running his rotations like it's the preseason. And, and it's not like they're not trying to go for wins. I think all the experimenting he's been doing has happened in the first half. And as he gets an understanding of how players are playing and how players are playing together, he does a more like kind of formal rotation in the second half. So his first half rotations look weird and wonky. Um, that's where I think they're trying things. The second half is where they only do the stuff that works. So like... Bull Bull, 19 points, 8 for 10, shooting career-high 19 points, 4 block shots, only player off the bench that had a had a non-negative plus-minus. He was plus zero. Um, Bull Bull did a lot of really good things. He was active. He was energetic. He was running the floor. He was gobbling up rebounds. He was shooting every time he, he touched the ball, which you know I, 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 you could live with right now with, with a young player. They want to get him comfortable, and he's clearly making a positive impact. That's great. That's why he played. 
Mobamba, two points, one for three shooting, minus 18. Uh, didn't play very much in the second half. Um, he had 14 total minutes. He played a little bit in the second half, played in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, he was out of the rotation. So, or he was not playing, essentially, because uh, he was just not doing well. I mean, he got stripped by Jalen Brunson trying to post him up at the free throw line, and it's just like, dude, just take him down, take him on the block. Just go. You're bigger. Um, it's... It, Mobamba's struggles are real. He's he's not playing very well on either end of the floor right now, but the Magic just don't have many other options. That's part of their problem is Orlando doesn't have a bench right now, um, but because of all the injuries, because Mo, Mo Wagner's out, because Marco Fultz is out, because Gary Harris is out, because um, Jonathan Isaac's out, they don't have a lot of depth right now. And and, and that's that's been the big, that's really the big drain. Um, as you know, they need the, they need point guard depth so that Cole Anthony can run the bench unit. Where we saw what he did against Atlanta with that group. Um, right now, Mosley is searching for the right rotation, and 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 I think his decisions deserve criticism because it is costing this team wins. But he's also searching. He's also figuring things out. He's also trying to figure out what this roster is. And um, you know, look, it's. It's tricky. It's 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 a hard balance. I, I don't envy him. I, I personally like. I'm probably more of a, a Steve Clifford type guy. I, I'd rather see a more set rotation. Um, but Mosley wants to experiment some still, and so in that sense, this still feels a little bit like the preseason. Um, you know, should Jamal Mosley make sure that one of Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are on the floor at all times? Yes, absolutely. If this team is trying to win games. At this point, that should be a necessity. Franz Wagner did not have the greatest game in the world. 14 points, 5 for 15 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. He was the only player with a positive plus-minus, plus 4. Good things happen when he had the ball in his hands, and even though he is not a great organizer yet as kind of the ball handler and initiator and, and the ball, and the offense does move a little slower when he's out there, he is still doing very good things. And, and, and the Magic have to find a way to get him off the ball more because he's just so effective off the ball, and that's just not been there this year. Um, Franz is going... Essentially, what Franz is going through this year is the struggles that a creator goes through in their rookie year. This feels like a rookie year for Franz as a creator. Now, when he's off the ball, when he's working off cuts, when he's kind of uh, setting up pick and rolls uh, in, in rotation, he's been really good. So it's not like Franz is a worse player. Franz is a better player the Magic are just using him in such a drastically different way that he is learning on the job and learning on the fly, and and, and, and he's struggling with that. Um, I don't think, and I would agree with this, I, I don't think Jamal Mosley's necessarily put him in a position to succeed, but he also doesn't have much of a choice. Um, at the end of the day, maybe, perhaps, waving Devin Kennedy was the wrong choice. Um, maybe they couldn't convince him to go, to, to, to go down to a two-way contract. Um, maybe they need to trust R.J. Hampton a little bit more to be a point guard after the way that he played in preseason. Uh, but Orlando's got to kind of settle themselves down. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's really my big point. There, there's really no other players that I need to focus on. Cole, I think he had 14.6 for 18 shooting over 5 from beyond the arc. The, you know, the box score is the box score. But the Magic really need to settle themselves down. Um, and, and that's really the point that I want to make out of this game is there's a lot of good things happening, but... The team is just so disorganized, so uncontrolled right now that those good things don't really matter yet, or, or they're not able to bring those good things together. And 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 so 
you know, we could talk about the positives, which we're going to get to, but at the end of the day, this is the shadow casting over everything on the Orlando Magic. The New York Knicks defeat the Orlando Magic 115-102. to We'll chat a little bit about positives from the Magic in their, these first four games and what they have to build on coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, I'm an optimist. Uh, I, I like to find positive things. I like to, to, to note good things that are happening because, you know, look, we're still dealing with a rebuilding season. Um, as frustrating as 0-4 is, and it should be frustrating, and I, I feel that frustration with you, and it, it, it's, it's an understanding that this team is very, very close to winning these games. Um, it's not like they're not getting blown out. I mean, look, if you're looking for a direct comparison, last year, the first two games of the year, they got blown out. Game was over in the second quarter. Um, the Magic are competing, and, and that was part of their goal this year, was to compete more regularly. Now, competing and still losing is still losing, and, and eventually you want to be winning games and all that, and all that, and, and that's absolutely a piece that needs to come. Um, I'm not calling this guy out. I had a Twitter followers, you know, kind of compare the Magic to the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit and say, hey, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant's rookie year Went to the play-in tournament. They should have been in the playoffs that year, if not for the play-in tournament and not for the bubble. Um, they, you know, they didn't care about the development. They cared about winning, and you got to be about winning top to bottom. And I agree completely with that. Um, as I wasn't able to research it while I was starting the debate, but I, I went back a little bit later on and said, "Well, let's let's hit pause on that conversation because in John Morant's rookie year, the Memphis Grizzlies started one and five. There is still plenty of time, <laughs> like." That's the thing. Be a little worried that this team is owned four. There are some serious problems that the Magic need to tighten up. They're practicing today in Cleveland. That's going to help a ton. They need a practice right now. It's been a while since they've had a practice. Just kind of reinforce some things. I expect them to be better against a good Cleveland team, but I expect them to be better against Cleveland. And, you know, Charlotte's still dangerous, but, but you know, I, I still think that's a winnable game despite, you know, Steve Clifford making his return. I'm sure he's going to want to win. Um, but... The Magic are still doing so many good things that are worth pointing out. Paolo Bancaro is a superstar. Let's just let's just say what it is. He is going to be a superstar. He is going to be a reliable 20-point scorer. He is only going to get better. Even as defenses change against him, he is going to find ways to score. So if if the Magic do the Magic could win 20 games this year, and if they exit it knowing that Paolo Bancaro is a superstar. This season is a success. I, I hate to say it, uh, you know, because I, I respect so many of the guys on this team, and, and and I want this group to succeed as as a unit because there's just so many good guys. But at the end of the day, all that matters is Paolo Bancaro. All that matters is figuring out who Paolo Bancaro is and how to get the most out of him. Uh, you know, I think there's one prominent Magic Twitter Twitter uh, person who said, "Surround Paolo Bancaro with shooting yesterday." If this season, if four games of this season have proven anything, it's 
the Magic need shooting desperately. And honestly, I don't want to hear about acquiring another player who cannot shoot because we have our guy, or we think we have our guy. Now is the time to stop doing these projects and start finding guys that can actually play and compete. Uh, not that I'm not enjoying the Bull Bull project. Some projects are worth doing, but the Magic have this skill deficit and, and, and it needs to get fixed. And again, the point guard thing is covering everything. Like, seriously. Markel Fultz is in the game. The pace is different. The organization is different. Where guys are getting their shots are different. The fast breaks are different. Like, we... Only, you know, everyone is kind of overlooking that Markel Fultz isn't on the, in the game. Magic fans know how good Markel Fultz is and how important Markel Fultz is to this team. Finding more playmakers and organizers like that, even if you're just, I mean, honestly, they're de- trying to develop Franz into that. They're trying to develop Paolo into that. And you're going through the growing pains. These are all growing pains for a young team. Losing these close games are growing pains for a young team. That stuff's expected. What needs to change is the t- attention to detail, which is a big emphasis this year. Attention to detail, getting those offensive rebounds, getting in the right spots defensively, kind of like cleaning that stuff up. The Magic start doing that. We're going to start seeing the positives come to the, come to the forefront because, yes, I think Orlando is getting good shots. I, I, I like their shot diet for the most part. There, there are a few one-pass threes that I despise, um, but for the most part, they're missing a ton of open shots. Um, and, and, and if we're going to be process over results, the process is fine. The offense works for the most part. There, there's some parts of the offense that, that aren't working, but the offense generally is doing its job and getting open looks and they're just missing shots. And, you know, then you got to get into the decision-making and, and limit some of these turnovers and limit some of these mistakes that you're making. But Orlando, there, there, there are enough good things here to stay invested and stay on board. And right now it's it's faith without results. Um, it's belief without results. It's belief um, waiting for everything to turn and everything to change. And, and that's the part that just hasn't happened yet. Um, I think it will. I think it's going to come. I think that the Magic are going to get those pieces together. Eventually, they're going to tie everything together. It's going to happen. Um, it's just how long is it going to happen? How deep into the hole are the Magic going to be? Uh, and and then are our guys going to stay invested long enough for it to happen? And, and again, if guys start letting go of the rope, then we do have to start asking some major questions about whether Mosley's the right guy, but we're, I don't think we're at that point yet. Things are going to turn. Things are going to get better. They're doing a lot of really good things. Like, seriously. I, I I do like a lot of things they're doing. I'm not a fan of their zone defense, but again, Mosley's experimenting right now. Um, You know, again, I think even the players acknowledge that Mosley's, you know, kind of testing out some lineups still. Um, it, it, it It's not preseason. I don't think, you know, but maybe the Magic are playing with some preseason intensity because of all the experimenting and all the changes going on and the discomfort they have uh, with some of the things that they're running. Um, I'm not a fan of the Magic's 3-2 zone, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't think they're they're, pl- they're playing it well. Um, but they're trying it, and, and they're, they're trying to use it as a changeup when they need to change it, when they have the length on the floor to, ch- to do that. Um, but Orlando just... Ha- I think Orlando just generally, today's practice, get back to basics, especially defensively. Get back to your basic defensive principles. Stick with them. Don't com- don't overcomplicate things right now. Keep things simple. You know, again, even you know, even lineups and rotation wise, keep things simple. Get this team back in a good frame of mind. Build on the positives that you're you're doing. Uh, you know, focus on cleaning up some of the negatives, and, and, and those wins are going to come. It's 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 they're not far off, guys. Like seriously, I, I I believe this. 
they are not far from where they want to be. Um, it's just going to be a question of whether they get whether they get there enough and get there enough consistently to win enough games to, to really mean and do something. But hey, Palo Bancaro is really good. That's 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 something too. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. Listen to the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Now that you're done listening to us, make your next listen the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the quote-unquote take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's a good dude for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic, Taylor, Locked on Magic, and Phil Frost, we'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.